to another Inward Authority podcast. Today we're going to be talking about five stages of spiritual development. Now with everything in spiritual development, there are stages. This too with spiritual development. Over the past 30 years, I have gone through experiences in my own spiritual development that have been validated in different ways. I have listened to many people share about these stages in different ways. Growth stages are touched on in the book Alcoholics Anonymous and the Bible. These stages are very real, but only those who walk through them wholeheartedly can really understand them. So let's look at stage one. Stage one is being new. The first time in many situations can be full of fear, confusion, and excitement. It can be a thrilling experience. Some people can't wait to do it again while others might never want to do it again. Stage one for the inward authority process are those individuals who have yet to go through the 12 steps or the equivalent of the 12 steps. Please see the stage two page on the website inwardauthority.com. This is biblical. It is how I understand the process of the 12 step programs based upon 30 years of experience and a lot of research. Anyone who has not lived by these principles and actions wholeheartedly can be stage one. This includes theology teachers, professors, and pastors. It includes a lot of people. This is not to put down anyone, but to encourage everyone to do more of what Jesus taught us to do. Confession, repentance, restoration, self-examination. To advance in spiritual awareness and understanding requires experience, spiritual experience. I have found it impossible to help someone understand this spiritual way of life with words, pictures, or videos. Each person will need to do what Jesus teaches, at least to the equivalent of doing the 12 steps. This process requires serious courage, humility, self-discipline, perseverance, and endurance. It requires dedication, commitment, and much time. It requires a lot of thinking, sensing. The fact of the matter is, it is easier to listen, read, and watch than to live by these principles each day. The process towards stage two involves anything that can help convince and inspire to do the action described in stage two. This often means a thorough self-assessment of personal character and how each one of us can improve with God's character. We will need to understand how we can abide more in God. Once we are ready, then we do it. Here are some sayings I have heard many times over the years in meetings. If you keep going the way you're going, you will keep getting what you are getting. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting different results. You can't fix sick thinking with sick thinking. Every time you point the finger, you have three more pointing at yourself. And there is a God, and it's not you. Many people will not make it to stage two, and even fewer will complete stage two. Here is a summary of the 12 steps minus the addiction aspect. Step one, we admit that our way of living is insufficient, lacking, and that we need help outside of ourselves. Step two, 
we become willing to learn through action how living by God's principles can improve our inward being. Step 3. We commit ourselves to God. We commit to rely upon God's principles instead of our own. We commit to purify our hearts and cleanse our conscience from our wrongs and hurt. Step 4 to 5. We write down our resentments, including any self-resentment. We write down whatever we have done that affects our heart or conscience. We humbly and sincerely share these with another person and God. We get real about what we have done with our willingness to begin living differently. Step 6 through 7. We learn more about character traits. We study the character of God and evaluate our own character with it for improvement. We humbly and sincerely pray for strength to think and practice more with God's character and principles. Steps 8 and 9. We wholeheartedly seek to restore harm we have done to others throughout our lives. As servants for God, God's interest becomes our own. We write ourselves with others to write ourselves more with God. We forgive, have mercy, and restore wrongs. Steps 10 through 12. We continue to practice all these steps each day. We focus upon how we can learn, grow, and improve with our spiritual character and attitude. We think about God's character each day and how we can experience it more with others. We pray, reflect, study, meditate, and listen to our spiritual senses each day. We help others with these steps as humble and sincere servants to God. We learn the lessons of love through all these steps as we do them. In order to develop our spiritual senses, we will need to sharpen our attention to feeling them. Since God is love, we will need to focus upon all the attributes, attitudes, thoughts, demeanor, words, and effects from how we learn to love. We will need to practice empathy, kindness, gentleness, and affection while learning the results from doing it, because God is there. Being in alignment with such things is righteousness. We need to do all these things as best as we can, while seeing we are sincere and in truth. These are godly good things to do. There will be parts of ourselves seeking to sabotage our walk in God's ways. Pride, fear, self-seeking, and self-deception will have their way with us from time to time. We can simply own it, pray for it, pray for help, and be willing to do the next right thing. This growth is a process that is not overnight. It is a lifelong developmental journey. It's best to take simple, small, progressive steps and keep walking that way. Stage 3 involves a drifting or fading away from God-reliance and growth in God's character. Many who go through the 12 steps over time can reduce their thoughts, diligence, and actions to keep growing with God's character through the practice of spiritual principles. Spiritual results come from spiritual activity just as results of muscle development come through exercise and strength training. We are as fit as much as we train ourselves to be. Our souls are a result of what principles we follow, whether it is about self-seeking, people-pleasing, or God Alliance. Just as it takes time to grow, it takes time for fruit to grow on a tree. It takes time to die or lose our spiritual strength. The time it takes to grow or fade will vary. 
A good way to measure our spiritual fitness is to examine our thoughts thoroughly, examine our insights about our underlying interests, goals, desires, and motivations. How are we spending our time? What are we doing? What are we thinking? Are we desiring to grow with God? Are we thinking about God's interests most of the day? Distractions and new goals can sneak in to dominate our interests. A new career, job, hobby, or relationship can easily become our primary interest and reduce our focus upon God. This seems to be relatively normal. David and the disciples got distracted. What makes a difference is getting back on course. Once again, we will need to reset our priorities to grow with God. We will need to own that we did get distracted, that we did misplace God in our priorities. Just as 12-step groups were designed specifically to get people sober, the Inward Authority groups are designed specifically to get people back towards spiritual development and improvement. The substance is merely a symptom of our problem. The addiction is merely a symptom of our problem. Fading away from spiritual productivity has consequences. Not being with God and focused on God and growing with God is our problem. At three years of sobriety, I wanted to die. I was depressed with a negative view on just about everything. This negative view was a direct result with my falling away from spiritual action and commitment to do God's will. But I learned something of great value in this process. Just as I had to fail in controlled drinking to understand I needed help, I had to fail in running my sober life to realize I needed God in it. The fact of the matter is that when I wholeheartedly devote myself to God, albeit imperfectly, I get good spiritual results. When I own responsibility for my choices and character development and improve it to align with God's will, my soul becomes filled. This has been proven to me over decades through action, through experience. I am only taught the truth when I walk in it and live the character out. Stage four involves receiving God's instructions inwardly to think, act, and live more according to God. We commit our life and identity to live alongside God's character and principles. In the parable of the sower, Jesus describes how the word needs fertile ground. Fertile ground takes in the seed and nourishes it. The nourishing and care for the seed brings it to life and produces fruit. If we are to do likewise with God's instructions, then we will bring nourishment and care to abide in God's character and principles. We will live by them in a way where we bring them to life and produce good fruit. Stage four is being ready to make a wholehearted, sincere reset of our priorities to grow with God as we did before or even more. As stated in the book Alcoholics Anonymous on page 63, we thought well before taking this step, making sure we were ready, that we could at last abandon ourselves utterly to Him. To bring nourishment to the Word of God, we need to be all in. All in with our heart, mind, soul, and strength. We need to continually live by it, increasingly. Any of us can imperfectly grow toward that which is perfect. We all can improve in how we live with God. 
The Bible discusses turning, repenting, and falling away. Some make it back after falling away, and some do not. If we go one day without nourishing the word in our heart, mind, and soul, it will not die or fade any more than we would. We can survive a day without nourishment. It may struggle a bit. We must be careful not to go too long, though, without nourishing, growing, learning, listening, and living with God. Our soul needs God's goodness, character, righteousness, and grace. It feeds us. We need regular nourishment to maintain spiritual life. Romans 11:22 through 23 Consider, therefore, the kindness and sternness of God, sternness to those who fell, but kindness to you, provided that you continue in his kindness, his kindness. Otherwise, you also will be cut off. And if they do not persist in unbelief, they will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. So in this Romans 11 to 23, there's a lot of kind of stipulations here, very specific information of what to do and how to do it. Notice the clause, provided that you continue in his kindness. Now, this is just not kindness as the world sees kindness. This is God's kindness. And it's a little bit different than what the world sees kindness. And we ought to discern very carefully what that difference is so we do it right with God, God's righteousness. Since our growth with God will now be our top priority, we will cling to God's will and character more and more. Our mental grip upon God's will and character will become tighter. Our actions will gradually become more aligned with it. Conversations about how we are walking according to God's character will happen naturally. As our thoughts can sometimes wander from the path, we will be able to redirect ourselves back. At stage four, we will know through experience the destructive effects from being off the path too long. Negligence to pursue God will mean falling back to stage three. Please read page 85 in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. Let's talk about stage five. Having had a renewed spiritual experience through stage four, we share our personal experience with others who are in stage three. We practice and teach our experience with these stages. There are so many spiritually good reasons for carrying the message. Just keep reading the website tools, listening to podcasts, and living differently with God's instructions. Experience is our primary teacher. Next, I'm going to discuss some reasons to teach, encourage, and walk alongside others in their development. One, we are now administers of the grace we have received. See 2 Corinthians 9. As we bless others with kindness, we situate ourselves to receive even more. See the goldmine example in the book Alcoholics Anonymous. I think it's in chapter family afterward. Two, the quality of our own souls depend upon how well we grow in God's righteousness. When I mean how well, I mean how, how aligned we are inwardly with our heart, mind, soul, and strength? Are we loving God fully with our all? Teaching others with demonstration is the final stage of our development. We need to teach and demonstrate to grow further. Number three, the people we help can help others who can in turn help even more. When we help others, we carry the message. 
And there is an old saying, carry the message, not the mess. So it's important that we are right with God, that we have a clean conscience, a pure heart, that we're doing these steps thoroughly when we carry the message. Otherwise, we might be carrying the mess. I recommend meditating a little bit on Matthew 23:15. All right, let's also look at a few practical reasons for carrying the message, teaching others, and encouraging others. First one is the Bible says to do it. Just do a concordance search on the words, those who, just quotation, those who, quotation. You can read all the verses and find the pattern that exists within them. Number two, the big book, the book Alcoholics Anonymous, created a whole chapter on carrying the message, on working with others. There's a whole chapter dedicated to it, and it emphasizes that it's something we need to do to stay sober. Number three, theories and epistemology say teaching involves a deeper level of knowledge. When we teach others what we've learned, we learn more about it ourselves. We see Webb's depth of knowledge or Bloom's taxonomy. These theories are used widely in the world, in education systems, and even seminary schools. Let's see number four. Personal testimonies and practical experience affirm it is good and right. If you don't believe it, uh, be like the uh, scientific method where it says test. The Bible says test everything. If you don't believe it, just, just do it. See what happens. But yet to get the results, it does require an open mind, a willing heart, humility, um, to be clay for the potter. We need to give ourselves over to it completely. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Mm-hmm.